following podcast may contain a shitload of popular profanity. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop Tent Hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine, featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Greenspan, and Cut Cockbirth! And now we talk games! We talk games! Here it comes! Yeah! We talk games! Cool bullshit and energy! It's always rebels on top, baby! But we keep the format anyway! T.T. Schmook is a robot sex bot Stinky stinks so bad he smells We take turns choosing the games that we review Even Mario's Hotel! Come on, characters, nobody likes you! Let desire fuel your confidence! Full effect! Third week of our holiday haymakers here on We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. One weekly arcade review each week where there's lights, cameras, action. The intruder, he's the enemy of G.I. Joe. He's a Cro Magnum man that floats around in a flying saucer, yet he's half the height of G.I. Joe. I just don't see why you would want to do this unless Hasbro purchased these plastic pieces of junk from another company and say, hey, he's an enemy of them. Sounds correct. The intruder is the enemy of G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe. Not a lot of people know <laughs> perfect pitch all the time. Debbie Gibson, me. I'm Wiggly. Uh, you're listening to We Talk Games, if you didn't know. <laughs> by the download that you did. And on the Skype pipe, Kyle Von Kubik. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. It's a, it's your Christmas wish come true. It's the <laughs> journey of arcade games. No. Oh, journey well, wasn't arcade. No, well. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Journey was in the arcade. And a, yeah, unfortunately. Of course, a and it was on my Atari. Which was a much better version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it was one block. You moved around the screen while you listened to... <laughs> A single channel of post-modulated music of a Journey song. And that was Steve Perry, by the way. I don't know if they drew a mustache on him or not. You know, Steve Perry with the mustache is like 20 times greater than Steve Perry without the mustache. So That's math. Got it. Yeah, it's biology 101, science 101, earth 101, space 1999. In the booth, Mike Fritz. Yo. Mike, you're Still doing a great job. Mike. Say what? Still getting used to Mike. As always, Mike Fritz in the booth. As always, since the it makes beginning. Me, it makes me nervous. It, why? Because he's big with an afro? No. Oh. It's the lazy eye. Yeah. Well, he's a gargantuan. He's a he's semi-cyclops. <laughs> We're going to talk about a real turd today. Merry uh, Christmas! <laughs> but based on a great franchise that has had nothing but success in its translation to arcade games. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Taito, 1988 Superman. Taito is known for their near-perfect games, 
as long as the game isn't a punch and kick side scroller, mm-hmm. they don't fare well at all in that genre. In fact, I had to play that fantastic three screen punch and kick game, Ninja Warriors. And if you don't know about Ninja Warriors, uh, I, I played through the whole freaking game. And it takes a while. And if you want to talk about repetitive enemies, it prepped me for this title. However, this title is hands down the most repetitive enemy game you can get because every enemy is you with a different (laughs) color palette. But first, let's get into the making mechanics of this game. Making mechanics, we always run down games that might have come out before or after this title that share similar play mechanics, help you get an idea of the game, and also help you show where in time these turds fit or great games. Kung Fu Master by Irem came out in 1984. I The reason I bring this up is because, fortunately, you kick uh, in this game, and that was probably the most disturbing it's so easy to jump around in this game because mm. almost every part of this game is horrible. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it's a game that when it was in the arcade and even, as you mentioned, you started in the arcade even recently, you mm-hmm. have to put at least one quarter in and try it. Yeah. Now, that's the length of the amount of time you're going to spend on this game is one quarter. It couldn't even make pick of the buck. We would have had to do a pick of the quarter. <laughs> uh, for this title. Kung Fu Master 1984, Legend of Kage, I think, because of the fact that you can be on the ground or floating around like a crazy nut. Uh, of course, Superman can fly, and so can his partner, some <laughs> other man that flies around, and all the enemies that fly around. And do you, not only are they you, but they do only the same moves as you. Yes, <laughs> there's a very co- annoyingly. <laughs> there's no rest animation in this but there is end animation and they'll even put that in in your enemies uh you know when they're leaving a stage or something there are a couple other types of enemies thrown in here but i think they're swiped from different games darius 1986 has to come and play here's where taito excels in their shooter genre in pretty much like i said anything except these punch and kick games yeah, shooters and puzzles right up their alley. They're fantastic. And I mean, and platformers too. I'm sorry, platformers as well. Definitely. Yeah, so basically, yes, what you just said, correct. Forgotten <laughs> they World. suck at brawlers. <laughs> Forgotten World came out the same year as this mm-hmm. game, uh, 1988 by Sega. And now I'm sure. Let's just talk about that game instead. Yeah, we should. That's a, uh, a shooter, but you're still floating around. You mm-hmm. can't walk on the ground if you wanted to, which is. <laughs> senseless anyway although wait i'll talk about different things that happened there and then spider-man by sake i have to mention this again i mentioned this earlier in our haymakers it was really a toss-up of what i wanted to do as one of my games for this holiday haymakers and spider-man by sega 1991 almost made it but then i decided let's do a superhero based show on arcade games that actually did decent superhero games Mm, whether they were licensed or not because this one wasn't a decent superhero game and that's what i got for making mechanics okay i just wanted to add um one more game onto the making mechanics which would be urban champion by nintendo uh 1984 not so much because it has a big connection to this game but it is a better game (laughs) that just involves punching things in the face (laughs) 
<laughs> no manholes in this uh, this game no that we're man, about to talk about. No manholes. Hey, Maybe you, to its detriment. You might as well throw in Bubble Bobble as well, which <laughs> has... <laughs> Just play I'm that. Throw in the the 1984 Game and Watch version of Urban <laughs> Champion. <laughs> Much better game. Yeah, and you know, but still, you need to play this at least one quarter's worth, one one life. I love the story of this game because there is none. Wait, wait what? Yes, <laughs> there is. There's absolutely no story, and I like that. That's refreshing, especially in a punch and kick game. I don't have to see how the mayor wants you to save his kidnapped daughter. Um, <laughs> and of course, this came out to coincide with the Superman movie. Follows the Superman plot of a giant green face holding <laughs> the earth in its hands. And you find all of uh, Superman's comic book and movie villains, mm. very famous enemies like the flying yellow man, the flying, <laughs> flying gray man. I have a theory about this game. It's complete shit. <laughs> but I have a feeling that Taito wanted to make a Fantastic Four video game and then didn't secure the license. Because there's enemies in this game that look like the Silver Surfer, the Human Torch, and Thing. Or do you think it's just lazy art? Because <laughs> that's my other theory. Is it's just straight up lazy fucking art. You do fight Flying Orange Man who shoots fireballs at you, but he shoots them from his whole body. Mm. And then you do have that Spider-Man thing that's hanging on a wall, but he's, he looks like an arachnid. Yes, he's purple. And then only other thing was like Green Goblin with a with a hand that comes out at you. Well, one of the bosses was like a rock monster that looked like Thing. He okay. was like an orange rock monster. All right, I'll give you that. But I just and then think the the gray guy looks like Silver Surfer without the board. I think he's just gray. I don't think he's silver, but it's possible. Look, I hated this game. Yeah, I was looking for anything to yeah. keep my mind occupied. Yeah. Uh, the beginning, you see Clark Kent changing to Superman, which I thought was very cruel and life endangering. <laughs> by Taito to publicly announce and show that Superman is actually Clark Kent. Think of mom, Pa Kent. Now they're in danger. <laughs> Lucille Ball. And then Lana Lang. Well, I don't know. Who's the person? Hey, what's Superman's dog's name? Margot Kidder. Uh, great Superman <laughs> movie g- uh, joke that, of course, no one gets. Uh, in the arcade, I mentioned I had originally remembered him as having a sun emblem, the second player. You can play as a second pl- player. And I thought he was like some type of solar man. And yes, but he my, wasn't. My memory was better than the reality. <laughs> uh, this uh, other Superman is just a gray Superman symbol with no S on it. Gray boots, gray it's like a palette swap. No, yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't gray in mine. He was red. Well, he's got a red outfit, but then he's yeah. got gray boots and a gray cape and a gray emblem area with no no S on it. And the game features your typical left to right punch and kick mechanic with uh, many of the backdrops you'd expect in an inner city haymaker. Mm. The difference being that you can fly around and your enemies also are flying. And you can walk, like I mentioned, you can walk you when you're near the ground. float around, you don't yeah. fly. Yeah, you don't fly, you, you do. <laughs> you float, you might as well just stay in place the entire time and let the enemies come to you and then kick them. Because the k- kicking's easier than punch. And you know what's bullshit? Yeah. Right off the bat, what's bullshit about this game is that you can do a charged up punch to shoot a fireball. <laughs> right. 
but you can't fucking move when you're doing it in yeah. certain stages. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so you charge it up and then you're just locked into that position. And so the enemies float around and then they just kick you in the head as you're holding back this charge up punch. So that makes it completely fucking useless in and, those and boards. It, there's nothing that makes a Superman doing this. By far the worst game we have played to date. And how can you say that? We've played Wall Street. We've played Check and Pop. I'm telling you, you have a company like Taito. They're more than capable of creating a good game. You have the art. The art's not great in this game, but it's definitely the the best thing about this game. It's like a PowerPoint. So few frames of animation. The repetitive music, uh, it's just, there's really nothing redeemable about this game. This is by far the worst game. I never want to play this game again. <laughs> I never want to play it again. <laughs> I did mention Ninja Warriors and how awful that was. Ninja Warriors, you literally, well, this game, you fight the same villains over and over. But there, there's no change in the villains at Ninja Warriors. And they are relentless. And you have very few hits that you could take. The enemies are cheap, and there's absolutely nothing that happens. And three screens couldn't save Ninja Warriors. Three screens <laughs> couldn't save Superman. And neither could the Superman franchise save this. Very unremarkable backgrounds and character animations. And if I could just take a moment to talk about flying. Think about if you could fly. Mm. Don't you think... You being able to fly is just fucking out of this world amazing. Like, you know, yes. you would fly. Like, we were so spoiled by the human torch. You know, he flies around, he throws fireballs. We're spoiled by Superman. He flies around. Nobody cares because he's super strong. The Rocketeer, he has no control. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got a jetpack. But if you could actually just fly under your own control, that would be enough. That would be amazing. Why can't we have prop cycle is a great game, but you're on a prop cycle. You're on a bicycle. You're pedaling to fly around. <laughs> you say prop cycle like it's a real thing. You're on a prop cycle. <laughs> yeah, you, when you fly around in your real prop cycle and your real chitty chitty bang bang. Yeah. Um, in fact, I got to just mention this fourth grade chitty chitty bang bang. Alan Yeager wrote in pen on top of the book, shitty, shitty, bang, bang. Oh, so clever. Yeah. When's his stand up? I know. That's you know what? I think he wrote shitty, shitty, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was troubled. He liked the Beatles. If you were in grammar school in the mid 70s and you liked the Beatles, you had mental problems. That's just the truth. It didn't ma It didn't mean that, you know, uh, the Beatles music wasn't good or whatever. But if that was like your band that you were into at that time. In fourth grade. Yeah. Then then, then you grew up with mental problems. You, you should have been listening to. The uh, Banana Splits. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Jimmy and Christy McNichol. Those are the albums you should have been. Donnie and Marie. You don't listen to Beatles. Superman's a hard character to build a story around. Although Superman is a hard character in general. Yeah. He's way overpowered. Yeah. He's got too many abilities yeah. and not enough weaknesses. And what makes the stories that he's involved in so stupid is that he's this God among men mm -hmm. that uh, has one weakness that everyone fucking seems to have <laughs> like kryptonite, this rare fucking, uh, you know, stone. Yeah. Everyone can mine it. Everyone can find <laughs> it. Everyone can use it in games. Yeah. 
is it possible to make a good Superman game? Like when I was playing those real quick, the stages, it's the same sequence of stages each round. There's yeah. rounds. What is there? Five rounds or four rounds five, until you yeah. get to the spaceship. It's the same bullshit over and over again. And it was so frustrating playing this game that I was actually calling aloud. Oh, yep. Now I'm going to fly up the building. Okay, great. Now the helicopter is going to come. Okay. Here comes professor X and his UFO. It's not professor X. It's Lex, but it, it, it doesn't is. tell you it's Lex. It doesn't look like it's Lex. No. I don't even, I'm not even sure if it is Lex. No, you, you made this game better than it is. Yeah, it's the same. It's not even just the same enemies coming at you over and over again. It's the patterns. same game over and over again. We talked about it a couple <laughs> weeks ago about, hey, we made three levels. Let's go to the cash window. Right. Yeah, well, this is what they did. They made four stages and then copy and paste <laughs> that for five rounds. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. But. When I was doing the quote unquote shooter levels, um, where you can, instead of kicking, you can shoot his uh, laser vision. Yeah. That was horrible, like yeah. everything else. But I was like, could this work? Could Superman work as a shooter? Uh, not unless kryptonite balls were coming at him. Well, that's the thing. That I mean, <laughs> right off the bat, that's what that's the problem with the character. Yeah. So do you open the story up with, here's a synthetic kryptonite that it's not as strong as regular kryptonite, but if we hit him enough with it, it's going to knock him out. Do you blot out the sun in the story? Like, uh, there's ways to get around yeah. it. Superman as a character, I can't fucking stand. I don't like the character. I never have. Okay. Um, but I think there's ways to get around it in a game. And yeah, it's stupid, kitschy, but comic books are stupid and kitschy. So yeah. you can make it where like bad guys have kryptonite brass knuckles or right. are shooting kryptonite and guns. I, that's at what them. Batman did. Exactly. Well, the Dark Knight, I should say, not yeah. not the movie Dark Knight, the the comic Frank Miller when he Correct. beat the crap, and you know Muhammad oh, Ali beat the crap out of Superman too because they went to a, a different planet where they were on equal grounds. Did you and, see the animated version of the Dark Knight Returns? Yeah. What'd you think of that? I can tell you weren't feeling well, it. Well, well, here's the thing. Yeah. Dark Knight Returns on its own as a graphic novel is set up cinematically. Mm -hmm. And so trying to translate that to a cartoon doesn't make any sense, number one. Mm -hmm. And they didn't improve on the drama of the cinematics that Frank Miller envisioned. Now, don't get yeah. Dark Knight Returns or number two or whatever it's called. Strikes that, again or something like that. That just pooped up the whole thing. And I, you yeah, know, his I can, fucking artwork is horrendous in that. And no, I mean, he the story's retarded. Yeah. Oh, oh, I can't say that. I'm sorry. The story is so stupid. Speaking of stupid, don't forget to pick up Stinky's completely free for no money. A very stinky Christmas album. You can pick it up at Stinky's website, stinky.sexy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, hey, Stink. Then don't forget, you have until Tuesday. Send in your, send in your favorite track off of my A Very Stinky Christmas album, and you can win big. What do you win? You can win a JPEG. All right, Stink. Uh, <laughs> it's also, Superman's also vulnerable to magic. Now, you forgot yes. about that. Yeah, uh, Mixel picks or whatever, right? <laughs> Yeah, Mixelplex, he could he could do different things. Uh, anyway, I don't want to go into that. But as a character, the Apex, he could basically only be hammered by kryptonite or magic or, as you said, changing the sun to a red sun. Anything else, you get the gas face. Now, different authors have tried to wrangle that power in, and certainly the early action comics had a le less powerful... He wasn't an earth mover. The radio program of the 1950s, the TV series of the 1950s, didn't portray Superman as that 
god or even necessarily a demigod. I mean, he could block, but he was bulletproof. Yeah, and Fleischer's cartoon, I don't even think he flew. He just jumped real and, high, right? And that's leap a tall building in a single bound. That's that's what the, that was the all, radio yeah, okay. action, and that's what the TV show portrayed. He could jump so high and, like, angle his body that it would seem like he was flying. And the only time Fleischer, I remember, now Fleischer came out in 1941 to 42, 17 cartoon shorts. That's my favorite version of Superman, those short releases by Paramount Studio. Now, the negative ethnic stereotype warning on some of those shorts, but the strength level of Superman makes a much, much more interesting character. Superman would get hit with gas pellets. Mm -hmm. He would cough and almost go down and then he'd maintain. He could be surprised by gunshot or whatever, and it would take him a while to hulk up. <laughs> you know, I mean, it would take him a while to, to... The only part I remember where he actually was flying was when he <laughs> he fought the mad scientist, which was Popeye's voice, which is amazing. I think either the parrot or Popeye... I think the parrot was Popeye's voice, but he fought a laser beam being shot at him, and he he yes, was punching he the laser beam, yes. and he starts getting beat down by a laser. He's tumbling, and then he, he keeps punching, so he's in the air punching. But almost every other episode of this cartoon, he shows weaknesses. He gets buried under things. It takes him a little while to come out, and that's the Superman I would like to see. Maybe you take a little bit of damage. I don't know how you could be knocked out. Well, maybe you could be knocked out instead of... Flashpoint kind of explored that as Superman that's locked up away from the sun because mm-hmm. uh, he's seen as a threat. So he's, he's gaunt and weak. Yeah. I think a shooter, the genre might lend itself to Superman, like a vertical or horizontal shooter where you're Superman and you can punch shit and you can use your laser vision. Oh. You know, you'd have to use the kryptonite gimmick. What if Lois Lane or Jimmy Olsen's flying on his back or something? There you go. They can get, you got to protect them. Why aren't you protecting That's like That's not a, a bad idea, actually. I know you, you might be half kidding with that. But no, if, no, I'm not. If, if the crux of the mechanic was to protect things. Yeah, an NPC, that actually would be a, a lot more interesting. Protect a valuable shipment of gold on a helicopter. Apache, I got the Apache helicopter in there. Mm-hmm. No, as oh, I over and over and over again, <laughs> that helicopter this, came in. This game always felt odd to me in the arcade because... It really relied heavily on Superman basically not moving as he was shuttled through the horizontal vertical. Through oh, he the fucking stages. sucks. He is so slow. He moves and controls like shit. Does nothing. Punch, kick, charge, punch. And his kicks are just, they're not 300 kicking you off a precipice. No, they are. They're little, they're little eh, kicks. <laughs> they're like you're kicking some a girlfriend under a table. You know what I mean? Playing footsie, and the enemies are are one or hit dudes, to those or dudes. <laughs> or dudes. Yeah, let's say PC here, um, retardedly challenged. Um, now you go either to the left or right. You kick the enemies. This game, of course was a must-play, as I mentioned, if you were a fan of the movie or a fan of the, the of comic books. But Was it? Was it a must-play? It was. I think you'd be disappointed back in 88. And you were. You would play it once. Yeah. <laughs> now, every character, like I mentioned, is that is not a ball or a helicopter or a rock is you without a cape, pretty much. There's, there's a yeah. couple other things. And they do all the same animations you do. What was, since this game sucks and we're going off on different comic book tangents, what was the parody comics with the elephants. It was Marvel. 
you know, there'd be like a Wolverine, but he was a he was like a mammoth. Do you remember these? Ooh, no. I mean, I remember not brand Eck, and I remember Spoof, and I remember all the 1970s things, but I, I don't know the thing with right. elephants. I'm going to look it up. Okay. But when you fight that elephant enemy <laughs> several fucking times. I don't remember. That. It kept reminding me of that comic series. I see. It does have the Superman soundtrack from the movie. That's probably the only part that's good about this game. It's there, you're right. Yeah. It's over and over again for each of the levels. The same same songs for each of the levels. Yeah. I'm actually singing it better than the game did. There are the horizontal shooter levels where you shoot your heat vision line mm-hmm. either lines and this destroys the city's building girders. So there's half built buildings that Superman is destroying. What about those workers that are risking their lives trying to build these new buildings? Superman doesn't give a shit. He just destroys them. Well, if they didn't learn from the first round of him going by and destroying it or the second round of him going by and destroying it, then <laughs> it's their own fault on the third, fourth and fifth round when Superman goes by and just stop, it. stop building, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. shut down building while Superman's around real quick. It's the power pachyderms. That oh, was the okay. comic. Power pachyderms. They spoofed Electra, Cyclops, oh. um, Magneto was spoofed. The three stooges were in it. <laughs> it's a goofy comic. Interesting. Power uh, Pachyderm. The first ones that started that were like Atomic Bunny, mm-hmm. um, Captain Marvel Bunny, things like this. These started way back in the 40s. Cartoon animals became Oh, yeah, a big like hit. Minute Mouse and um, but that, that was in, Cat. That, that was, was in 66. 66. That was a, yeah. a total takeoff of Bob King. Well, Bob King created it, but it was a total takeoff of Batman with all his uh, funny guns that could do anything. Yeah. Um, but in the comic books, these spoofy things started way early on. Mixoplick and Batmite were in the early. Oh, I love Batmite. Were in the early uh, action comics, um, world's greatest comics, rather. Uh, way before the 1970s, Batman and everyone pooped on Batmite. Well, sorry, he existed. Batmite was it goes back that far, huh? Yeah. See, I thought he was in like the 60s. Yeah, I, well, that's what everybody thought. Yeah, but no, wow. he, he goes way back to, well, the first episodes of World's Finest, when Batman and Superman started to team up. That's when mm-hmm. we got the funny, crazy, wacky things that, that began to happen. Right. So you go against flying rocks that are coming <laughs> at you over the city. Um, there's zero- They were very generous, too. They gave you two different sprites for the rocks. Yeah, one had more craters. Uh, zero parallax of the cityscapes or the skyline. And uh, the mid-boss is that Apache helicopter that we mentioned. And you never destroy it. It, it They didn't even take the time to blow it up. It just goes up. It goes up yep. after you beat it. My favorite shooter section is the second shooter level the one where you're actually against the darius cavern background <laughs> it is complete with the purple hues the real beautiful shading that taito is known for in their shooters gorgeous atmosphere even with the purple flashing light round in the background but you're in your superman <laughs> flying in this cavern and you're battling the same rocks are you ready in the darius cavern the same apache helicopter mid-boss is in the cavern. Yes. And he's huge. And when you beat him, he flies up again. <laughs> Through the, the, the cave wall. There's a cavern. Yeah, you're inside of a, a hole. <laughs> you fight across 
all the landmarks of America, the very famous Chinese delicatessens in San Francisco, uh, the famous bingo halls of Las Vegas. <laughs> I wrote that down too. And not to mention the towering skyscrapers of, of Las Vegas. I mean, yeah. you know, they're well known for that. Then you're, you're it in. very similar to New York City. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Metropolis. I am saying that wrong because in the uh, the research of this game to figure out what the fuck went wrong, I found a review of somebody who was glowing about this game. Wow. And he said, well, you start off in Metropolis. And I go, that explains everything. That explains why you like this game. He likes it. He doesn't know anything about the character. Yeah. Speaking of Las Vegas, then you go through the Nevada Dennis, you go through the Nevada desert on the flying stage at this level, and hey, the building construction girders are back in the Nevada <laughs> middle of the Nevada desert. You get to destroy the people that are building their their skyscrapers there, and in the middle of the desert, uh, the flying level throws in a twist. You fight the rocks as usual, but this time you get to battle the Apache helicopter two separate times before the end boss. And the end boss is color swapped version of the Darius end boss that you fought. Like you said, some type of bald mannequin inside of a bubble. Yeah, it's not clear. I think it's supposed to be Lex, but who knows? The second to last end boss, spoiler alert, you (laughs) fight a guy that almost looks like Brainiac. Mm-hmm. But then the last boss is a green guy. Yeah, you remember green guy. <laughs> so I think that's who's in that bubble. The yeah. same green guy that's holding the earth at the beginning. Let's talk about the interactive backgrounds for a minute here. No. The fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. How about that? What about it? <laughs> you kick that. Yep. And the very, trash can. Very handy. And the box. Now, I'm not sure if you saw her in Washington, D.C., but there was that crate on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, DC. <laughs> actually, Washington DC had some more diversity. You fight a, a that spiderish man I mentioned, and some missiles are flying in that level. And of course, the Green Goblin-looking guy that has the stretchy mechanical arm. DC also has that towering modern architecture high-rise that's right alongside of the skyscraper that's under de- construction. And of course, off in the distance. Behind the pine trees of the Pennsylvania Avenue skyscrapers, Mount Rushmore. It's a you're way up to see Mount Rushmore from Washington D.C. Uh, I who knows with this <laughs> and the shooter level of Washington C and the shooter level of Washington and the shooting level of Washington is wow. Fuck you, fuck you, Mount. That's me usually. <laughs> the shooting level of Washington. <laughs> The shooting level of Washington, D.C. has the iconic Rocky Mountains of Virginia and, of course, (laughs) the gigantic Maryland waterfalls, (laughs) plus the rocks and the Apache helicopters. Now, whoever the D.C. Comics Warner Brothers representative was that they sent from America to oversee game production must have just spent all his loot and all his time strung out on H in the red light district of Osaka. Yeah, he's hanging at some love hotel, he is, smoking opium. He is not paying attention <laughs> to what Taito is doing on this game. And this is not only evidenced by the entire game, but on a spaceship, like you mentioned, you, get, you switch things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. There is, And I wish I knew what 
what backgrounds they ripped off for the spaceship because I know it's from another game too. In fact, I have a feeling all these backgrounds are for other games and they're all completely flat like in Ninja Warriors, as I mentioned. Mm, yeah. But there's an enemy that is a flying girl in a pink bunny pajamas. <laughs> yes. I don't know how this fits into anything Superman ever. I do know how that fits into Tobita Shinchi. Big laughs there from our Japanese folks. <laughs> that that's as a big red light district in uh, it's okay. a it's a yeah, city in Osaka. Even the credits are incomplete. They list about maybe a half dozen names, and then they say special thanks to many other people. <laughs> I think that's Superman in a nutshell. Yeah, don't play it. <laughs> well, play you play one level like everyone else. If you want to be a real gamer. You, know, you got to do one credit. Like one credit. One yeah, quarter. One credit. And then you played the whole game unless you want to try to make it to <laughs> the Darius level and fight. And see, I mean, Ninja Warriors has zero anything funny or humorous about it. Mm. It's just lousy. This has most of the same elements of Ninja Warriors, except that it is unintentionally funny or intentionally because... Making the pink bunny pajama woman had to be some type of fu about this game. I mean, that's not Maybe, supposed to yeah. be a serious villain. No, every other villain's supposed to be serious. They, Even they, arachnoid man. Yeah, he's goofy. He's goofy, but he must. Like I say he's from another game yeah. uh, because he's completely different in shape and animation and everything else. And he and he spits a spider web out of you, which actually entraps Superman where he has mm-hmm. a hard time getting out of that. So that's weird. The fact that you die from anything is weird. I mean, why don't you just fly through the girders? Why don't you just fly through a, a, a rock? Isn't going to hurt Superman. <laughs> just a very odd, strange, weird game and obviously rushed to production. Taito is probably the lowest bidder that could get it done in the, in the least amount of time. That's all I can assume. Yeah, down here on my notes, I wrote, Superman sucks, fuck Superman. (laughs) And uh, that's my feelings about this game. But the N64, you're going to actually fly, and the cape is going to have, the Uh, cape's going to be polygon. I think we cracked the code on on how you make a good Superman game. We did. You got to make it so it's a a protect mission. Either that or a Mm. Fleischer-looking animated Superman would be beautiful by Capcom. Yeah. Even if it was some sort of puzzle where yeah, you used his fucking litany of superpowers to, to get through different stages. Because he did have a super brain. He did. And what about not fighting a super gorilla? Come on! <laughs> you know, we should make a Superman family game. I loved Batman family and Superman family and go to hell. Those 50 cent comics gave me fantastic enjoyment. A lot of them were reprints of different things, but seeing, you know, Batgirl and Robin doing his own thing and all the different uh, Batman families and Superman families. I enjoyed those, especially since they mostly fought super gorillas at least once in every book. (laughs) And the books were like 250 pages long. And I loved that. Okay, we wrap up Superman. The only other thing I want to say about Superman is, yes, the cape will be CG. (laughs) Okay, that was from the Spawn announcement, (laughs) the Spawn movie announcement by, uh, uh, who's the guy that draws all the worry lines? McFarlane. Yeah. 
Yeah, Todd McFarlane. That's one thing he actually said in a, in a press conference. Yes, the cape will be CG. <laughs> one of my favorite quotes about a movie, I think. I got right. listener questions, too. Oh, it's been like two months since we mentioned that we were going to do listener questions, and we forget every month. We're running over here, but let's do listener questions. All right, here's a question from Matt and Ryan asking, could your board game podcast take on our board game podcast in a fight? Clearly listeners of the show... That like our board game. We only but did I, one I, I board game I would tag in episode. Eric Alex, who would fucking powerbomb the two of you through a table <laughs> with his board game knowledge. So uh, suck on that. Well, he's a table tapper. And to bring up a table tapper that is about drift racing in Japan... That's a pretty good thing to beat. My games were, of course, you know, Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Man. I'd bring up Evil Knievel. I'd bring up Sandlot Slugger. I'd bring up Flea Circus. I'd bring up, well, they might have talked about the Godzilla. There were tons of Godzilla games. But I have like 24 Popeye games I could throw at you. So I'm all for throwing down. In fact, I would like to do a live board game versus board game episode of our combined shows Mm. that would be nice because i'd learn it wouldn't be as much of a competition as an exhibition i like it i like it as well and i think we should make that happen now unfortunately knock off that ring rust bro (laughs) unfortunately i gave away all my best games (laughs) (laughs) there's got to be better games i know there's more obscure games i could i could do colombo i could do swat i could do oh i'm giving away barney miller yeah stop stop Uh, spoilers spoilers okay one last question 50 versions of old maid you know (laughs) i got everything Here's a question from Sean McLaffin. What game or games are we sick of uh, getting requests for to review? Uh, we get none. a lot of requests. None. Prototype no. 2, I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's a reach. You got to be a long-time listener to get that one. We had Go about- back to the back catalog, wetalkgames.com. Click episode and check out some of the older stuff. It still works. <laughs> Yeah, it's so we talk retro games, so it never gets old. That's right, and you know it, it's part of our new We Talk Games 06 video game console web design. That's 06. right, brand new, fresh design. Instead of 16 for TurboGrafx 16, it's uh, 06, which is when we began We Talk Games. Coming up on our tenth year and. Two years and another year <laughs> and another year. We're right. coming up on a full year of doing a weekly program. That's true. And uh, the Pick of the Buck Arcade Weekly Arcade-related half-hour shows, which are now over half hours, most of them. That's okay. We're, we're, we're going to stick to our haircuts. As long as Stinky gives us a green light, we're okay. Yeah, all right. Oh, I give you a Popeye board game. That's right. And it's one of my favorites because it's a board game of Popeye of the Nintendo Popeye arcade, arcade game. game. Yes. Which, you know, you bucket his head and all these other types of things. That is a double win right there. Because I love it. Who? I mean, I just don't. Nintendo obviously want to make you know compete with the Pac-Man games <laughs> the Pac-Man by Namco, games. yeah, and the Miss Pac-Man and uh, the good and the bad. And so they thought, hey, what's a great game? Of course, Popeye. Yeah, that translates the best to board game. Yeah. And now here's T.T. Schmootkins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, 
I am Titty Scootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. Alright, so what's your clue for next week? Double fisting Hitachi Magic Wands will defeat Jellyfish. <laughs> My clue is going to be, I'd rather hear about this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's very misleading. Yeah. It won't be Superman again, okay? It's going to be a good game, I promise. That's going to wrap up our Haymaker Holidays. And next year, we're going to have something special for January as well. What is it? What Should is I it? Should I spoil it? Sportuary. What? <laughs> it makes sense because of mortuary. <laughs> yes, We Talk Games is going to do an entire month of sports games. So hopefully you can realize that it will be interesting. Madden don't 94. Don't crawl into your stomach. I know a lot of you are the, of the uh, don't throw sports at me variety. It's going to be okay. We're going to have a lot of fun. Definitely. Madden 94, Madden 95, Madden 97. And NHL 95. <laughs> NHL 95. That's it's going to bleed into February. Yeah. We're going to definitely do the Madden with the meat wagon. Can you believe they caught static for that? They have injured yeah. players? Come on. Remember everybody got uh, upset about Night Trap? Yeah, why? I don't know. Night Trap should have been produced by the Lifetime Network. That's great. <laughs> then no one would have complained. Yeah? Men torturing women, capturing women, and, you know, having their way with them. With Real quick, that game, Five Nights at Freddy's, not that different from Night Trap. Oh, my Just God. Out there. And scary. A lot, fucking a hell of a lot Holy scarier than I swear, you know, I Chizzy bought me the first iPad Air, and I almost broke my iPad Air because <laughs> I shook so much that my iPad Air flew out of my hands. <laughs> I don't even know how to play the game. <laughs> okay, I don't know how to play. People are telling me how good it is and 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 how hard it is because you have to do this and the other. I don't even know how it works. All I know is that I almost shit my pants and then I stopped playing. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, join us next week for another episode of uh, We Talk Games Arcade Weekly as we wrap up Holiday Haymakers. Bye. Talk to you then. the secret recipe in that chicken in the bucket and nobody seems to know the ingredient because it's unknown right well in the kryptonite there was an unknown element and it's unknown and then superman didn't die he didn't die i asked you to kill superman and you're telling me you couldn't even do that one simple thing